Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project. We'll have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Hillel Rappaport, a senior lecturer in the Department of Economics at Bar-Ilan University. So you are an economist, am I correct? Correct. Now, my understanding is that you're interested in brain drains. And, and uh, brain drains are what? This is when you operate, somebody operates on your drain and put a little hose in there and try to take the liquid out? Exactly. <laughs> but this is a metaphor that you could use, imagine the brain of a country. Okay, and if there's a leak, you take some of the human capital, which, that would be the brain of the country, is human capital. And uh, people who leave the country, it's like uh, it's been... Uh, looked at as uh, a pure leak and net loss for for the country so um, just just to be clear so you're talking about the fact that some countries have uh, some people and they are leaving the country and going maybe to the US to be software engineers to make a better living and this is called brain drain exactly and that um, is probably good for the US and bad for the country right this is the common wisdom but recent uh, research uh, I'm doing and others are doing shows that in there are some circumstances the source country can benefit from that process the, the country that is losing the people can actually benefit exactly oh if they're awful people they can benefit but I can usually I can think of there's some a positive co- correlation <laughs> between the quality of people and their education level so you may find uh, you know in the distribution some bad, bad people living wait, 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 wait. this is this is this is too complex so how, how can it possibly be good for a country okay to two main channels one I'm not uh, one is that those people once they are out they create network the bridge between countries and those bridge uh, along those bridge you have uh, other things coming in the other direction so like th- so maybe they send money back maybe they so invite more people maybe yes, they do commercial ties but non-migrants uh, not non-qualified migrant non-skilled unskilled migrants also do that what is specific to uh, educated people is that they can uh, build linkages uh, and uh, in business networks in scientific networks so you have FDI flowing there are studies uh, show FDI? FDI foreign direct investment okay. uh, they work in American companies for example and those companies Uh, try to think where to invest abroad and if they have someone from country A and not someone from country B you can show that the, the probability of choosing country A because you have a migrant coming from that country is much higher okay so you could say that the people are leaving the country but in fact they're not really leaving the country they still stay loyal to it they still stay interested and because their interest they kind of keep the economic interest right. of their country so this higher. was recognized long ago now assume they are totally disconnected Okay, could there be a gain for the source country even if those who leave are totally disconnected? Okay, if they really leave. If they really leave and you don't hear back. Never hear from never, them again. Never, never. Yes. As if they disappear. Yeah. Still, the, the, the source country could gain. And this, is when, when this happens before migration. If people know that through past wait, wait, experience... The country can benefit before migration? Yes. Uh, why? Because people... Uh, have to, cho- to choose whether to go into study, okay? So uh, in economics, we mm. tend to think that 
you will take your decision to, to go into study if this is beneficial for you, basically in monetary terms. Okay, so you, you're saying when, when people are planning what to do, exactly. if they think that what they're doing has returns, uh, they will do it. And if they think that it's immigration is a good thing, they will plan for immigration, basically. So they, they look at this as a probabilistic uh, thing. So they say, for example, I have... 80 or 90% chance of staying in the country and maybe 10 or 20% chance of immigrating. But if you have just 10 or 20% chance to, uh, to multiply your income by, uh, by 10, okay, that would double your expected income. Yep. And this is enough to, uh, to, to drive a certain amount of people to go into study. People that but, would not but, go to but, study without the option or the prospect of migration. So what that will mean is people will try to get skills that are good for the country that they want to immigrate to. Yes. And, and is the argument that sometimes these skills that are trying to get are also good for the country that they are leaving? Yeah, so that's, that would be a, a, a bad effect. If th that would leave, lead them to study something like, for example, if you take medical doctors, they coming they from would, developing countries instead of studying uh, pediatry they would study geriatry because they plan that's to. right okay so you can find some anecdotes but if you take the macro picture and you believe human capital is not just a signal it's something productive it has also a lot of externalities because you have better educated people this is good for democracy and so on and so forth in short if you believe that some investment in human capital that in the end remains in the country is good for the country whatever it is so, so you're saying look if if people train to be in a Thailand, people train to be American doctors, it's not going to be very useful for Thailand. But if they train to be doctors, uh, this will actually be very good for Thailand yes. because now Thailand will have more. The ones who don't get to go... Um, yeah. and there, there, there is what is called sometimes a brain waste, okay? Because mm -hmm. you invest in the skills you end up not using. But I think this is a second, second order. And if you want to think in broader terms, you can invest in specific human capital or in general human capital. Okay, yeah. uh, because of that migration option, you would tend to invest in, in general human capital, a capital that you can take with you and use in a place different from, from the what, one yeah. uh, you, you, where, so, where so you, that, you studied. So, so all that is kind of uh, very good for immigration. It says that uh, immigration for countries that people immigrate from, that have a brain drain, uh, could still benefit from it. Under certain circumstances, yes. of course, if too many of them leave, that, uh, that is good. clearly detrimental. But you have, let's say, a positive optimal level of skilled migration. And uh, the, the, em, uh, empirically, what is interesting is to look at which countries uh, gain from winner. that. And which so which, which ones are the, big, oh, the biggest winner? The biggest winner are the one you, you would expect. That is, country with poor countries, but not that poor that their human capital is not transferable. Uh, countries that have a positive but not too... A high immigration rate. So the country that qualify in that category would be China, uh, India, uh, How Brazil. Is Israel, how is Israel doing? Israel, I don't know. I don't know because Israel was not in the sample of the countries I... Who is, who is I, the worst? The worst are small countries uh, which have uh, em skilled immigration rates above uh, 50, 60, 80 percent, like small Caribbean islands, Pacific islands, all, also many African countries, even of middle size, uh, which have a 50 percent uh, so, immigration rate. So, so is it the case that it's useful for a country to lie to its citizen about the probability of immigration? 
therefore getting more people, maybe too many people, to think that they can do it, to invest all the effort in trying to uh, get the skills, and then eventually they can't immigrate because there's not enough uh, people, and therefore the country is going to gain from all that. It's a short, it would be a very short-term gain. I don't <laughs> think you can fool people uh, consistently. Uh, uh, I don't know about that, but... but well, uh, that, that is maybe your, more your field <laughs> than mine. Okay, um, that's very interesting. Um, any other uh, parallels to this in cases where people invest um, invest in, in getting particular skills for things that are um, end up having another benefit for it? Like in this case, you know, you, you invest to get to do something A, but in fact it's good for something B. Are there any other parallels to this? Um, I think the, this the, the, the idea of uh, general human capital, which uh, yeah, is... Uh, which can be used in different places, but also different sectors, uh, would apply to that. Would apply to that. Great. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.